Great to be together. Why don't you grab your seat, say hi to somebody. It is good to be together on a, what a, an amazing summer's day. I hope you're enjoying the sunshine. We do want to give you a huge welcome to Icon Church this morning. Whether you're watching online or in the room, if it's your first time, we want to give you a massive welcome. Why don't we welcome everybody? Come on, let's welcome those. So good to be together. Like Dave said, my name's Gavin, part of the team here at Icon Church, and uh, it's just good that we can gather together. We've got ice creams today, by the way. Free ice creams on your way out this morning. We need it. We need it in the sunshine, but uh, yeah, so good. Well, I want to ask you a question first of all. When you were growing up, did you ever want to be someone else? When you were growing up, did you ever want to be someone else? If you're watching, why don't you put it in the comments? Or if you're here in the room, have a think about that. Turn to someone and tell them who you wanted to be when you were growing up. Maybe you want to be somebody else today, (laughs) near mine when you were growing up, but I'm sure you did. Maybe it was an actor, a sports person, a pop singer maybe. I know that around the age of 12, I wanted to be adamant. Yeah, some are clapping, some are thinking, some of the younger ones are thinking, who on earth is he talking about? Well, I've got a picture of who Adamant was, what he looked like. I don't know if that's going up on the screen. <laughs> He's behind me. Well, I used, to, I used to walk around the house, probably more like strut around the house, with some of my dad's white masking tape across my nose, wishing I was Adamant. <laughs> you know, we can all have identity issues, can't we? We can all have identity issues, wanting to be known and not unknown. And that's my title today, You Are Known. You Are Known. What do you put your identity in today? What makes you feel known, loved, accepted, valued? Identity is the way we see ourselves and the things that give us that sense of worth. For instance, do you see yourself primarily as a a label Uh, Perhaps your job title or an achievement that you're proud of or something that you're known for. How do you view yourself? Who does culture and society say you are? Knowing deeply who you are, your true identity is important for all of us. Because, you know, during a crisis, things can be taken away. You know, our jobs, our income, relationships, our roles. And if we have our identities attached to the wrong things, when they're taken away, it can lead to that sense of emptiness or fear or or despair. Maybe you've experienced something like that during these last 18 months. You know, our identities are valuable. valuable. Our identities are valuable. You know, there are, are identity thieves across the world today who want to steal our identities. You know, we're warned to to shred papers, aren't we? Letters, uh, things that have got our addresses on or bank details. Or we're told to keep our passports safe so they don't get stolen. Hope you've never lost a passport. <laughs> Hope you've never lost one of those. According to, to the UK's fraud pre- prevention services, there were around 190,000 cases of identity fraud reported last year. It's a huge problem. But you know, we also have an enemy the devil, who Jesus described as a thief who wants to steal and rob us of our true identity. He wants to take that away from us. He wants to destroy it. He wants to distort it. But you know, Jesus has come to give us life, give us life to the full. And I love that. 
But he uses, the enemy uses other people's opinions, you know, which can cause hurt and shame in our lives to say that we're worthless or a, a failure. Or he uses things in culture to give us a wrong identity or, or label. This morning I'm going to speak, going to be speaking about true identity. How God sees you. How God sees you, which is so important. Because we are so bombarded by images of, of people and what they're supposed to look like and be like. Whether it's supermodels, actors, you know, business people, people with great looks, lots of money, plenty of prestige. Everyone will spend a portion of their lives searching for significance. You know, God says that you are significant, that you are unique, created for purpose. This morning, we'll, we will read what the Bible says about you and just how special you are. Before you leave today, I would love you to know and believe that you are known. And more importantly, you're known by God. That God loves you the way you are. And something we say often at Icon, He loves you too much to leave you or to, for, to let you stay that way. We can be more like Him. We can be the best version of ourselves. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. I want us to turn to a psalm, Psalm 139, Psalm 139. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to that. And I'm going to read uh, the first 18 verses of this psalm. It's an incredible psalm, just speaking about how God sees us and what an incredible relationship we can have with him. Verse 1 says this, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit, when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Incredible verses. Amazing word. You know, David, who is the writer of this psalm, was a man after God's own heart. And it was out of that relationship that David came to recognize these incredible things about God, the God who made him. And David's words speak of a, a loving powerful and ever-present father. Not only does God know all these things about us, but he wants to know us personally. He wants to know you. 
And he has the time to craft. He takes the time to craft and know every person as a caring father. You know, David understood his significance, who God is and how God works. And this knowledge, it says, was too much for, for David to fathom, too great for him to, to comprehend. What are your thoughts about God? Do you see him as David saw him? Some people think that God is, is distant, a distant being who sometimes he may hear our prayers. He's up there, he's out there, but generally disinterested with us because there's too many people to think about. When we try and think of God through our limited understanding, then you can see how that logic comes about. But you know, God is not like us. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is the beginning and the end. He is the creator, the one true God. He is not bound by our thinking, nor is he subject to our laws, our laws of physics and nature. Because he made all things, and he cares for each and every one of us. I want us to be in awe of his wonder, of his majesty today. That same God created you. He crafted you. And I've got four truths to share with you this morning that I believe will take us from a place of being unsure about our identity in who we are to having a confidence in our identity in God, who God has created us to be, that we can have this relationship with him, that we're known by God. The first truth is, is my title. It's simply this. You are known. You are known. You know, David is aware of God's omniscience. It's a big word for this Sunday morning. It's the word omniscience, which simply means the fact that God is all-knowing. God has perfect knowledge of David. And you know, God perfectly knows you too. He knows you. That's what those first four verses say in Psalm 139. Let me read them again. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Listen to this. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. God knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're about to say. He knows everything about you. He knows the good bits and the not so good bits. <laughs> he knows all about your life, every detail and also your innermost being, your soul. He knows you more than you know yourself. Can you believe that? I'm married to Jane. She knows me well. <laughs> you know, she's my closest friend. She knows my positive side. She knows my negative side. I do have one. <laughs> she knows my history. She knows what makes me tick. She knows my insecurities, what's, what makes me sad, what makes me anxious. She knows my vulnerabilities. I don't feel I need to hide from her because she knows them already. I don't have to try and impress her, although I do try, <laughs> or pretend to be someone I'm not. She knows me. Whether you have a friend or a, a partner who knows you deeply or not, you are known by God. You are known by God. He even knows your thoughts, even before they're formed. And it means you're not forgotten. You're special to him. You're known by him. You're important to him and you're loved by him. The reason that's important that we believe that we're known by God is that we can be ourselves with him. We can be vulnerable with him and we don't need to try and hide from him. He knows us. That's the first truth this morning that you 
are known. The second thing is this, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I love that. Verse 13 to 15, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that means that it, fearfully and wonderfully means to cause astonishment, to be in awe. When you see you, it should inspire you to be in awe of God. You know, don't put yourself down because you are created by him. You are so fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, can you see how seeing yourself like this would affect your self-worth when you realize, when you recognize that God created you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? You know, science and biology have said, shed some light on the amazing intricacies of the human body, which are amazing. And I've just got a few that I want to share with you right now. You know, there are 2.5 trillion, give or take, red blood cells in your body at any one moment. Uh, and to maintain this number, about two and a half million new ones need to be produced every second by your bone marrow. Incredible. You know, considering all the tissues and cells in your body, 25 million new cells are being produced each second. A red blood cell can circumnavigate your body in under 20 seconds. That's amazing. The nerve impulses travel in your body at 400 kilometers an hour. Our eyes can distinguish up to one million color surfaces and take in more information than the largest telescope known to man. That's your eyes, amazing. Your brain uses a quarter of your body's oxygen, showing that oxygen is essential for life. And the average human scalp has 100,000 hairs. If only, some of you are saying. <laughs> Could do a few more of those. But you know, as, as amazing as all these facts are, and there's many, many more, the most amazing thing is that you are unique, that you're one of a kind. You know, that God created you, that you're known by him. That's so more amazing than all of those facts. And David is aware of God's unlimited power, power to create his inmost being. You know, those things that control us, our mind, our heart, our wills. It's all right talking about the, how the body functions, but you've got a soul, you've got a mind, you've got, you know, a will. Such an amazing thing when you, you think about that. And David seems to picture himself as a, a fine piece of art, as, as God is, uh, is a skilled craftsman. In verse 13, you knit me together in my mother's womb. You might think that God made a mistake when he created you, that you were flawed uh, when you were created. But you know, God doesn't think like that. He's saying today that you are wonderfully made, you are fearfully made. That is the truth. And may, people may say, have uh, said negative things about your intelligence or your appearance or your capability. Maybe you thought negatively about yourself. Maybe felt negative, negatively about how you look. You know, you're not alone. You're not alone. Many of us have felt like that at times and many still do today. You know, over the last couple of years, 
there has been a huge rise in people getting cosmetic plastic surgery in the UK. And surgeons have said one of the main reasons for this is due to the increase of TV reality shows and social media, you know, that uh, we see it so much nowadays and it's across all of our TVs. There's that pressure to be a certain person. As I say, we see it on TV, social medias, in movies and magazines and advertising. That need to, to look a certain way to be acceptable. And the, the enemy, the devil, uses that to emphasize that, to destroy and distort who we are, what we look like. If you can believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, if you can believe that today, you know that it takes the pressure off of trying to, to be, trying too hard to keep up with the best look according to an advert or to people that we see on, on TV. And the enemy wants to take that away from us, that identity in God, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, to focus on that outward appearance. I love this verse in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, where it says, The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. God looks at the heart. God is interested in your heart. What is going on the, in the, in, on the inside? Yes, you are fearfully and wonderfully made, but he also wants to change us, to change you to get, as we get to know him better, to be more like Jesus, to be the best version of ourselves, to be secure in him, to be free to be ourselves, to not hide from him, but to be healed by him from past hurts, to let go of resentments and, and bitterness, those things that hold us back, those things that keep us away from him. Jesus said this about us. He said this in Luke 12, verse 7. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. You know, God values you. He looks at you and he sees you with value. And that word for valuable in the Greek means to excel beyond others. We are important to God above all others. You're important to him. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. The third truth is this. You are created for purpose. You are created for purpose. Verses 16 to 18 says this. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one, before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Not only did God take great care in creating us, he, but he did it all for purpose. He knew that you would be he knew who would be before you were born, and he also has a plan for you. God knows every day before they start. As David recognized the great purpose that God had for him, in turn, he wanted to please God. He lived for him. And the most significant thing we can do with our life is to please the one who made us, who created us, to please God. And if God put so much into us, don't you think that was for a reason, for a purpose? You know, we are unique. You are unique. Like no other person out of nearly 8 billion people on this planet, you are unique. And even from three months in the womb, you are taking on completely unique characteristics. Do you think that is by accident or coincidence? I don't think it's a coincidence. 
you know, I don't think it's an accident. God thinks of you highly. He, he, he sees you as significant. He sees you as someone with a purpose. So what is our purpose in life? Well, the only place to find it, I believe, is in the one who made us, the one who created us. As we search for significance and purpose, let's look to God. Let's find it in him. You know, forget what others have said about you. Listen to what God is saying to you this morning, that you are significant to him. When we know Jesus, when we come to him, when we follow him, I believe our lives find true meaning and we see our purpose more clearly. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What does that mean for us? I believe we're safe for a purpose. This, can, for us, can be a brand new day when we discover new purposes in Jesus, when we come to him and know that we are new creations in him, that the old has gone, the new has come. But what are we becoming? Who are we becoming? Who are we meant to be as God intended? Well, I believe to be more like Jesus. You know, through being followers of Christ, we become more like him. You know, and that's, I believe, our purpose. That's our significance today, to be followers of Jesus. That we are the right person at the right time, designed with God's purpose in mind. You're not an accident. There is real value in you, real purpose for you today. And we can discover that in Jesus today. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I love that thought. It's that, that it speaks again that we've been created by God for a reason and we, we're in Jesus today for, to do good. And You know, you are the right person. You are the right person. You don't need to wish to be someone else. You know, God knows you. He values you. And you're the right person. Don't wish to be someone else. And you're here at the right time. Today is the t- your day. It's, it's a, a day of significance for you. Don't wish to be somewhere else. Don't look to the past. Don't look to the future. But just see today as a day of opportunity for your purpose in Christ. And you were created in Christ to do good works. And these works God has prepared in advance for you to do. You are known. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the fourth thing is this, and the band can come up and join me. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. And David realized that. Psalm uh, 139, verse 11 and 12, he says this, If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Here David, David is aware of the darkness in his life, the failings in his life. And we can think that those things in our lives are hidden, but God sees and knows everything. I love that thought, that even in our weaknesses, even in our failings, you know, God knows us and we we don't need to hide those things from God. But this is what it says later in verses 23 and 24 of that chapter. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. David says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. 
David is saying this, look at my heart. See if there's any sin there uh, and lead me in your way. Change me, God. You know, sin are those things that cause us to, to miss the mark. The Bible talks about us falling short of God's glory, of God's standard. But you know, that's all of us. We all fall short of that. But you know, the truth is that a thousand years after this psalm was written, Jesus broke into our world. A light shining in the darkness. The darkness has never overcome the light. And Jesus is the light that brings forgiveness. He wants to come and change your life today, to bring forgiveness into your life today. Tim Keller said these words, When you follow Jesus, your identity is received, not achieved. Let me say that again. When you follow Jesus, your identity is received, not achieved. Our identity in Jesus means that our existence is valuable and justified. It's not based on our performance, on our looks, but it's based on what Jesus has done, what Jesus has accomplished. You know, we don't have to earn for his forgiveness. We just come to him. We just repent, which means to change direction, to stop walking in our own way, but begin to follow him, to say sorry for those things that have hurt ourselves, but have hurt others as well, and to receive his forgiveness today. So as I finish, what difference will this word make to, to you, to me? The fact that we are known, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're created for purpose, that we're forgiven. It's this, that if a crisis comes, you know, we will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. If a, a negative label is put on us, you know, we'll tear it off. We can tear it off with confidence because we know our identity in God. And if a, a dark thought comes into our minds, we can remind ourselves how God sees us, which is our true identity. And I want to encourage you this morning, whatever you've come with today, whatever you may be thinking or feeling about who you are, let me remind you that you're known by God, that you're loved by God. You know, that he does have a purpose for you, that he wants to, to forgive your life, to, to give you a brand new start today. And I love that thought, that we can have a confidence in our identity in God. And I want to pray with you this morning. So why don't we stand together? Let us pray.